What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. I'm your host, Gord Burkell, and this episode, we're talking to the team from Lander. Now, Lander, spelled L-A-N-D-R, is a tool that currently is used in the music industry, but they're moving things over to film industry to make their technology more accessible to, well, filmmakers and specifically editors. What their technology does is it helps you master your audio tracks. So it helps you get that final clean sound. Now, the people on the line, when I got on this call, they've given me a group of people to talk to. And the people I'm talking to are Marcus Scholler, Antoine Rotondo, and Marc-Andre Ferguson. And we get into how the software works, how it's going to expand in the future, and what to look out for in this new technology. Their big release came on Monday with their announcement at Adobe Max. So you can actually go out to lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com, and check out this software yourself. With all that said, here's my interview with the team from Lander. To get started, can you explain what Lander is exactly and how it works for those who haven't heard of it before? Yeah, I'm also here with my colleagues, Marc-Andre, who's head of product at Lander and Antoine Rotondo, who's our audio engineer at Lander. And so we're working on this project together. And I'm sure between the three of us, we'll be able to answer all of your questions and maybe some you didn't know you had. So let me give you the background to begin with, and then I'll let others jump in. Perfect. So Lander is a company that's been around since 2014. And what we've been doing is building a platform for musicians to create great music and ultimately get heard. One of the core components of the platform is an AI mastering engine that allow people to automatically generate great sounding music for eventually releasing, for instance, to, you know, any of the DSPs, Spotify, Apple Music, the uh, SoundCloud, those types of platforms. And as part of the feature set, we have tools that enable artists to collaborate together on the platform, to share songs, get feedback, comment, to listen to their their tracks in, in the original state or with varying degrees of mastering, low, medium, and high. It's all very simple, straightforward to use, and it's been used by about 2 million people to master almost 10 million songs. So it's uh, maybe for people in the video world, it's not a well-known company name yet, but in music, we're certainly quite big, even though we've only been around since 2014. And, you know, we continue to evolve the feature set with other types of features that help people market and promote their music. There's uh, tools for analytics and understanding what kind of plays you're getting on the various platforms or in playlists. So things that help musicians eventually make money from their music and understand where they're making money so they can decide how to make the right moves in their career to be successful. A lot of our users are aspiring musicians who are hoping to grow into careers. And, and, you know, one of the challenges that those guys face is that audio mastering in the world of music is an absolute requirement before you release your songs. But it has, you know, for years, it's been something that's been sort of like the unique domain of the labels and the companies with money, because working with an audio engineer is not cheap. And so for the, you know, now that people have the tools in order to create their own music in a much more cost effective way and people working on their own have access to the tools to make the music, but the challenge was they still needed to master it. And so Lander provided them with a very cost effective, high quality option that in tests online is coming 
almost to the exact same level of what you would get in certain situations with audio engineers. And I'm sure Antoine can talk more about that if you're interested in knowing about that. But it's been a problem for them for years that effectively we've helped solve. And what we're seeing now is that Lander is being used by a larger number of musicians every month to master music than all of the audio engineers in the United States combined in that same time period. So we know that there are lots of people that were effectively out of the possibility of doing this in the music world because of the cost, and Lander has provided them with a way to do that in a cost-effective and easy-to-use platform. And now what we're doing at Adobe Max next week, we're starting the process of taking those tools and making them available for people that are creating videos. In the process, we're doing something a little bit different because what video guys need is a little different from what music guys need. And, you know, one of the key reasons there is that dialogue factors in a lot with video and it needs to therefore be treated a little bit differently. And so we've been working on adjusting our engine to take care of that sort of situation and provide benefits for people uh, in terms of making sure that the dialogue sounds great, that it's clear over background music, that in the process of bringing together the, uh, you know, the various segments that are part of your timeline, that we watch out for the various uh, level differences that exist between segments. And if we bring up levels or if there's some of the audio is maybe poorly recorded, we, we can help by automating some of the process of, of noise reduction to help with making sure that it all sounds great together when it's finally done. Just to be clear, we're not talking about doing people's audio mixing for them. Mixing is still part of the process, and people will still have to make sure that things sound okay. But if they're not sure what that final last step is, which is often what happens when we talk to video people, they're not always totally at ease with the complexity of what goes on to getting your final audio to sound great. And that's what mastering is all about, and that's what we, we're bringing to people with the new Lander Audio Mastering for Video tools, which will be available as an extension for Adobe Premiere Pro on October 15th. That's a startup for the conversation. Because you touched on, you know, going from music to film has its challenges. So I'm wondering what some of those challenges have been. And you mentioned one with dialogue. Like I can just think of recording ADR to match the dialogue it has its own issues in terms of making it sound good. So what are some of the issues that you encounter in that transition that you're overcoming right now? I'm going to pass you to Antoine, the audio engineer, working with us on this project, and I'm sure he'd be happy to talk to you. Sure. So, you know, we have been able to deal with music in a certain way to bring us to a level where we feel that we're able to sort of take any sort of finished audio and just bring it to that final polished step. And I think for dialogue, our objective is the same. The difference with dialogue is we're dealing with the human voice. So we deal with recording conditions that may be more exposed at times. People might be recording in a noisy environment. They may be recording with lower quality equipment. It could be, you know, off camera. It could be uh, a microphone off camera. It could be a microphone shotgun. So certain words can be off mic. Between speakers, there may be level differences, male or female. There can be issues there. There's typical stuff we find with dialogue that goes wrong. As soon as you record anything really, really close to the microphone, we encounter over and over the same kinds of issues. So harsh plosives, sibilance, really scratchy vocals, all of these kinds of things are what we focus on for, uh, for video, uh, as opposed to, of course, the music world where 
dialogue is more mixed into the music and it's more of a uh, sort of a cake, whereas in film, dialogue is very exposed. So we have to deal with dialogue with more emphasis, so to speak. It's very interesting, and I guess it brings up a question what you've currently said about things like the plosives and the sibilants. I've always seen that as part of the dialogue editor's job and should be done before we get to mix. Right. Is this sort of opening it up to be also a tool like RX, you know, where we can actually do things like clean up the distortion and what have you? Well, let me just take your question in a broader sense. Mm -hmm. A lot of what we're supposed to do should ideally happen at the mixing stage. So you're right, plosive, sibilant, even compressing audio, compressing your dialogue. So it has a certain feel, it has a certain flow. All these things normally are mixing engineer roles. But the reality is that we find many cases where there's this overlap between mixing and mastering, where it ends up at the mastering stage and a lot of work either is not finished or not to the level that, you know, would be 100% ready for mastering. Fortunately, we offer that solution where we can, we can take, obviously, the mastering portion of finalizing and giving a shine and making sure that we reach a certain target loudness and stuff like that. Those are very technically and very aesthetic, typical mastering tasks. But we do touch a little bit on the mixing side of things where we can identify where things are a little bit loose. So we're not saying that suddenly you don't need to do any more mixing. We're saying that give us your mix, no matter what state it's in, and we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll make sure that it, it comes out mastered. It's, it's almost like the old codec promotion, you know, push the button and we'll do the rest. <laughs> Pretty much. But the thing is, is that I think, I think it merits a conversation about who we're actually trying to target with this functionality. Because when you talk about these film workflows where there are a number of different people, dialogue editors and whatnot, <laughs> that's kind of not exactly what we're trying to accomplish with this thing. I think we have a different idea about where we see this going, and, and Mark Andre will walk yeah. you through that. Hey, hey Gordon. <laughs> so I'm one of the video guys at Lander, and incidentally, when I heard the prototype of this technology, it's pretty much when I decided to join the group. Lander Audio Mastering for Video is really tailor-made for non-narrative content. So uh, corporate videos, PSAs, YouTube videos, the stuff that at the end of the day, you really don't want to have to mix. You know, you have a lot of corporate videos that are made in craft situations with a lot of ambient noise from the HVAC systems, or you've got microphones with issues, or people are using onboard mics and things like that. So that's where the magic happens. It's automatic leveling across multiple segments in a timeline. It's basically raising the level and the quality of the dialogue and the voice from lapel mics without raising the noise reduction. And having done this in the past for years and years and having used the onboard tools like in Final Cut and Premiere, the noise reduction algorithm that we have has to be one of the best on the market. And the one thing that we do better, I think, than everything that I've tested and that we've tested is that we do not touch the music. If you take a completely mixed track with music and, and elements, we don't garble up the music with uh, compression artifacts like you'd get in Premiere Pro or you'd get with Final Cut by using the noise reduction, which for me was the selling point. I thought, okay, uh, most editors don't necessarily know how to use EQ and compressor um, to, uh, to build a quality mix for a great-sounding dialogue. And if you didn't have to use noise reduction at all, you'd still get this mastered audio from using our plugin. And so literally you could have 
12 versions of an ad, for example, or 12 versions of a corporate video. You could all send them to Lander and basically fire and forget. Or the other good use case that, that we've toyed with and tested on our alpha testers is reality TV, where you've got a bunch of different mics and a bunch of different levels. And we sent 45-minute shows into Lander, and it would give you a good first mix so that the editor could focus on certain problem areas where he needed to use more heavy-duty tools instead of having to mix the whole show over three hours, for example. So this plugin really is for the video maker, the one-man band, the in-house editors in corporate companies, the guy doing the YouTube videos, the unboxing videos, and all, uh, cooking shows and things like that, more so than narrative content where you are putting more of an effort into the mix, the quality of leveling and EQ specifically for certain audiences and genres. Especially because there are professionals that are working yeah. in those specific areas and they're part of that ecosystem of making high quality content high quality. I think what's really interesting for us is that, you know, we've been through this on the music side where introducing AI mastering, in, in some cases, you know, people are asking the question, are, are we, you know, are we trying to put mastering engineers out of business? And the answer is no, not at all. And actually, I thought maybe it would be good because Antoine is an engineer for him to explain your perspective on why he thinks AI is such a great tool to add not only to his toolbox, but to anybody else who probably doesn't have access to that kind of resource. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Well, first of all, I'm not worried that we're going to be replacing engineers tomorrow or anytime soon. And that's not really our intention. There's always a place for very artistic, creative sound design type projects where an engineer has to have a dialogue with the producer, the artist, and we don't offer that as a service. So we're not trying to replace that. We fit into the workflow of, as Macabre was saying, more the in-house one-man band type you know, engineer or, or videographer who basically has to deal with often mundane tasks that are very repetitive and that don't really require a lot of creative input to begin with. So whether you're dealing with removing noise or whether you're dealing with just generally balancing throughout your timeline, throughout your video, overall levels between segments and things like that, they don't really require a lot of creative input. And in these situations, there is a lot of overlap between what we can guarantee or what we can, with a lot of confidence, offer as a product, as a finished product. There's a lot that we can do in that field of work that is very objective, that is very technical, that has to do with the more mundane, repetitive tasks. And that's where Lander fits in. So it's not about replacing engineers on you know, film or these kinds of projects, but it's more offering a tool that is really just quick and dirty to help people work fast, to help people throughout the production cycle have good quality, high quality audio when you're dealing with you know, versions back and forth for offline content with someone else. So these are the kind of, of tasks that AI in general is capable of solving today. So these tasks that are more to do with technical objectives that are often linked to artistic objectives where most people will tend to agree. For example, most people will tend to agree that having to change the volume is not a good idea or that a noisy dialogue is not a good idea. So there's a lot of these artistic objectives that are actually translate perfectly into technical things that we can automate. So hopefully that kind of clears up a little bit more why we think, you know, we're not replacing anyone and we're just sort of supporting people who have very specific workflows that basically we can just help them do their work faster and better. Well, you're not, you know, replacing the mastering teams, no. but you obviously want to put out the best product possible. Yep. So 
how do you go about working with the coders to educate the AI to have the same ears or the same experience of a mastering engineer? Because a lot of mastering is developing your ears over years. So how do you translate that from probably the people who have the mastering engineering experience on your team to the coders? Okay, so we use machine learning as one of our tools to attack certain problems. So when we wanted to, for example, deal with how are we going to treat dialogue, we basically have a huge data set of segments of dialogue, and we've been training through machine learning on what is good dialogue versus what is bad dialogue. What is dialogue that is noisy versus what is dialogue that's clean? What is you know well-mastered versus original? And so we've been training models, training classifiers to be able to identify these problems. And with the help of engineers, this goes hand in hand, we steer sort of the end result into making it sound the way a professional would work. So essentially, that's the process, that's the flow. So when we talk about AI, it's not strictly a machine working on its own. It's humans interacting with a machine to give it the right data set, to make it do the right things, to look at the right features, and then eventually coming up with a model or a tool that acts just like a human would act. So in the case of, like, one of the things whenever I've seen mastering done is the importance of the room it's done in. So is that something similar? You would have someone teach it, I guess. Absolutely. What a good sounding room is. Absolutely. So in this first iteration of the mastering product, so um, audio mastering for video that we're releasing very shortly on October 15th, we don't have an automated level of noise reduction throughout the timeline where it won't automatically say, Here you need a ton of noise reduction. Here you don't need any at all. It isn't automated. We still offload that decision to the user. So so for this first version, the user still has that option to, to say no noise reduction, low, medium, or high noise reduction. However, we are working on that right now, that problem of actually automating all of that entirely. So we are actually, right now we're in the middle of that, where we're developing the tools needed to classify, detect, and automatically correct noisy recordings. All right, I'll hand it over to Matt Yeah, that'd be great. So what will be available on Monday is a plugin that you can download from Adobe Exchange. So under Premiere Pro and the Creative Cloud section of Adobe Exchange, you'll just be able to download using your Adobe ID. As soon as it's downloaded, you need to sign up for your ladder video account. So that's a simple sign up, it's free, and you get your username, your password, you log in, and it works on a sequence-for-sequence basis. So your open timeline, you select either the entire sequence or you can mark in and out points. Let's say you want to vary the amount of noise reduction, you go from segment to segment, that's one way to do it. Or you could use the entire timeline. And then you mute whatever tracks you don't want to get processed. So you can actually upload your entire mix, even with music and elements and dialogue. Or you could select to just use the dialogue tracks or the live tracks without the music. It's your choice. You select that, there is a button that lets you basically upload your audio. It uploads automatically and it creates a 15 second preview at the four settings of noise reduction. So you can toggle between off, low, medium, and high noise reduction, and it will start the preview at the point where your playhead is in the timeline. So it's as simple as that. Set an in and out point, in your timeline, put the part to playhead where you think you want to hear the best possible preview, 
and you know, in a minute you get your preview and you're listening to your master version with a noise reduction setting. Once you click, you, you've selected your noise reduction setting, it's the only setting to pick. It will basically run your entire project and master it all, download it, and you can add it to your Premiere Pro project or basically move it to another hard drive if you want. But by default, it downloads the file to your project folder. And then you just add it back to your timeline. And are there plans to expand that and give more control to the editor in the future? Or is it going to stay at low, medium, and high? Because I did a test before we got on. I was just wondering if there was going to be more control in terms of maybe if I want to add more EQ or something. Well, the the magic of Lander and what's been working really well for the brand is the simplicity of it. So on the music side, we've got a setting with one setting with three functions. So it's the intensity. And on the video mastering side, all we have is picking the noise reduction setting. That's all we have. As Antoine was talking about, we are experimenting with automatic noise reduction, which is pretty cool, but at a very, very early stage, so no promises. But basically, right now what we're doing is applying the best of our mastering to what we have, and we'll go from there. That's where you, you have to decide what are you looking for. Are you looking for something more precise because you actually know what you're doing, or you're looking for something that you can fire and forget? And yes, we've had editors who actually understand what Lander is doing. And what we're hoping is that it, what will happen on the video side with more professional users is what's happened on the music side of our business, which is people understanding what Lander does. They'll start mixing towards the mastering for Lander. And there's one other thing from the music side that I was wondering if you're going to bring over. Are you planning on bringing any of the collaboration tools over, like the analytics or anything like that? At this point, it's very early days. We'd like to see how people are using the plugin. You know, obviously, some things that for me are necessary for a more professional user would be to be able to send multiple tracks, to be able to send uh, multiple versions, for example. You know, I remember all my years as an assistant editor and having to wrangle multiple projects in multiple rooms at the same time and jumping from edit bay to edit bay. So, Yes, those are the things that we're thinking about. And eventually, from an admin perspective, analytics would be would be nice. Yeah. This is our first foray in the video market. So we're cautious, but we're hopeful that people will see value in this and we'll go from there. Okay. Now, I have one last question that I'd like to ask everyone I interview, and that's, what's your favorite guilty pleasure film to watch? <laughs> you think what's your favorite guilty pleasure film to watch? My, our favorite guilty pleasure uh, film? Okay, mine's easy. The holiday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You said guilty pleasure. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so. Mine is actually a little bit ashamed to say this, but it's uh, Tim Burton's uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, I think that's a great film. I watch that. It's a great film. I watch film. it every year. <laughs> but do we, do we actually get that three in total? Mine would be rated as the last star. Oh, wow. Well, thank you guys for allowing me to interview. You know, if you need any more information or, you know, if you have any other questions along the way, and please, by all means, thank you very much. So that was my interview with the team from Lander. I'd like to thank Marcus, Antoine, and Marc-Andre for joining me and giving me the time to talk to them about their new technology. Again, if you want to check that out, it's lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com. I'd also like to thank Carly for cutting this episode. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>